0: Radio, this is Chaz Cook of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate, and this week I am joined by Mr. Ryan Casey, who just had to run out and refill his water real quick. He'll be right back. And we have another One Team agent, Greg McCarthy, joining us for the first week. We're excited to have him on, get to know a little bit about him and his real estate journey. And as always, Pat Kenny from Barnum Plans. Fellas, how are we doing on this lovely Saturday? Greg, is talking to you, buddy. He's talking to
1: you. <laughs> I'm doing well. Doing well. Been a good week. It's been a good, good week. So yeah.
0: Well, we appreciate you carving out some time, you know, in between running around to showings and providing that ex- excellent customer service that the One Team offers. Uh, so, Greg, how long have you been with us here on the One Team? Uh,
1: about 11 months now. Yeah, just shy of a year.
0: Lean in a little closer to your mic there. It's not going to bite you. Gotcha. There you yeah, go. yeah. Well, Greg's, well, Greg's, well. Greg's very tall. And we gave him the shortest mic. It's. <laughs> We did that on purpose. The new guy gets the shortest mic, right? Greg, you you go sit where Ryan's sitting. There you uh, go. Pop over to Ryan's seat while he's out there filling up his water. And as always, I forgot, producer Bobby in the background to make sure that we stay on target and on point for you 94 Niners out there. So, Greg, you've been with us about 11 months now. You said, how's it been going? What made you get into real estate? Tell us a little bit about your story.
1: Amazing. Yeah, well, before I got into real estate, I was uh, working in in corporate America. I worked for Travelers Insurance and just – that lifestyle that, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday, just not for me. So decided to quit, did some side work uh, with a contractor for a year while I got my license. And yeah, here we are.
0: Here we are. And you came into real estate at a very interesting time. We have seen some pretty dramatic swings one way or the other. And we're going to get into that a little bit later here when we look at the July stats for the CTMLS. But Greg, where are you from? Grew up in Cromwell,
1: currently uh, currently
0: in the East Hartford area. East Hartford area. And what are you seeing out there in the market in the East Hartford area? You know, we talked a, lot, a few weeks now about recessions and, you know, uh, buyers being more picky and still seeing some bidding wars here. We've kind of gone all over the place. But what are you seeing up in that Glastonbury, East Hartford area? I'm, I'm really not seeing
1: any slowdown at all. Um You know, if you're looking at all the stats, days on market, median days on market, we're looking at six days in Glastonbury. Six days. Yeah, 103% of list price. Holy cow. So, I mean, for, for me, it's still hot. I'm not seeing a slowdown at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, and just to kind of put that in perspective, you know, looking at the month of July, uh, we had a median uh, median sales price of three hundred and sixty thousand, and for August it was also three hundred and sixty thousand. So we were flat month over month. So we really are not seeing that decline that a lot of uh, markets are here. Pat, what are you seeing out there in the financial world? Anything exciting going on out there this past five days?
2: I just wanted to kind of check really quickly. Are we going to have one of those shows where it's just numbers and stats, like the actual information that people want and need to hear? Yes. What we're going to do? Yes. Amazing. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited. No, uh, so markets have been, market, markets say it was not, uh, let's move on quickly, Chaz, to something that's a little more positive and and than the markets were those. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, just inflation and interest rates are still obviously wearing down on the average consumer, right? So the, 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 the markets as a whole have kind of responded not as positively as we would have hoped um, last Friday, not yesterday, but the day before, uh, the week before. We had Jerome Powell come out, uh, Jackson Hole meeting. Right, the the Federal Reserve meets out there every year uh, and announced that they were going to aggressively attack inflation, which is what you, me, and everybody else wants. And in response to that, uh, good news, the market dropped a thousand points. So. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been kind of a, a bit volatile and, you know, coming up here, we have midterm elections in November, obviously. So that's always going to be choppy, right? That's going to be, I think that's what we're going to see here probably the next couple of weeks, but we'll, uh, uh, fundamentally okay. Right. Very much like the, the real estate market, right. There's, there's some anomalies here and there, but if you mm-hmm. look at the, the kind of underlying, uh, numbers and values, things are actually in a pretty strong spot. Uh, difference, of course, you know, in my world, it's not necessarily an issue of supply, which is the underlying issue that you guys are
0: dealing with right. literally every day, I'm sure. Every day. And it's, it's interesting that you brought that up because a little bit later in the show, we're going to break down an article about new construction. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how buyers confidence levels has been going down, down and down. Well, when we get to that chart that you're going to appreciate very much, you will see that maybe there are some things happening that uh, just aren't that obvious to the front facing consumer, and that behind the scenes, things are actually starting to improve. Uh, but yeah, let's get a little bit more into these numbers here. So, we do for single family homes across the entire Connecticut MLS, we were flat month over month, so $360,000. Our average sale price, however, in July was. 518,274. And for August, we closed it out at $520,712. So just under 521,000 there. So we are continuing to see homes appreciate. But to Greg's point, now let's look at our months of supply here, right? So we were sitting June 2.1, July 2.1, August 2.0. So we are getting back to those near scary levels that we were at in like January, February of this year, where we were sitting at like 1.7, 1.8. And the interesting part is there's still just as many buyers out there, right? There's still so many people that have been searching for a year. I know I have at least five clients that I've been working with for well over 12 months. Greg, how about you? What are you seeing out there?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm seeing a, a lot of my buyers that are FHA and we're having a really tough time earlier in the year, getting deals under contract. Uh, maybe they took some time off starting to see a lot of those coming back.
0: So uh, for me, like I'm always in multiple offer situations still. So continuing to see multiple offers and how are you helping your clients kind of navigate those multiple offers? Obviously when we're seeing less and less opportunities, that means that they're going to be facing more and more competition every day out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think the usual things that, that, you know, most buyers agents are advising their clients to do, you know, they can do information only on inspections. That's almost a must in, in a multiple offer situation. And then anything they can cover towards the appraisal gap is, is really
0: helpful. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to see like two months ago, call it May, we were talking about how, Buyers had a little bit more opportunity. We were seeing some houses go for under list price and that you could actually go into a bit of a negotiation. And now here we are closing out August, heading into the fall market. And we're coming back into a territory that we were in back in April there. So it's going to be a wild and crazy last four months of the year. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. You know, just going again through the numbers here, new listings, right? So we've continued to see a downward trend. We have been on a downward trend since February of this year, where we had 46,426 new listings, down, 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 and now here to close out the month of August, 41,461. So we are down another 5,000 homes uh, across, single-family homes across the CTMLS. So we just need those sellers to, to get out there, to help us out, and to give us some opportunity here. Oh, look who decided to join the party. Mr. Ryan Casey came back from his little water break. I'm recovering from the party from two days ago. Still recovering. Two Still days recovering. Later. That
3: was a crazy party here. Are you at getting Beolemus. old on us? I am, dude. I am. I can feel it. I can feel it. But I'm here. It's good to be here. <laughs>
2: and now you get the short mic as punishment. That's here. Yeah, that's right. That's ah, all right. That's all you, right. You get the baby mic. <laughs> so we have more because he
3: was here. It's more so. how you use it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just like your t shirts. Just like your t shirts, right? Just got to know how to use them. All right. We got to catch a quick break, but when we come back here on Real Estate Radio, we're going to continue breaking down the monthly stats across the entire Connecticut MLS on Real Estate Radio 949 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Radio, Chaz Cook of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, joined by Greg McCarthy. He's here Tell us a little bit about his story, how he got into real estate and back from his water break that took about. I don't know, 12 minutes, Ryan Casey here. very thirsty, here
3: very thirsty.
0: To fill us in on what he's seeing out there in the market, and then we are going to bounce that off some of the data that we have up here for the month of August across the entire Connecticut MLS. Mr. Casey, how are you? It's going good.
3: I'm doing pretty good. This market is still, you know, every, every realtor is going to tell you a little bit of a different story. For me, this market is moving for me, a lot of buyers out there, sellers we could use a little bit more. I believe, you know, I was at my water break, but I'm sure you talked about the inventory. We did. Uh, being as in the last low, two
0: months, we have gone down over 4,000 houses 4, for new
3: listings. And I believe we're down 30% from last year around this time. So we're talking about, you know, inventory being extremely low last year. Well, it's even lower now. Right. And, you know, Chaz and I, we talked about this uh, maybe about a month ago or so. And I witnessed it again this week. I put in uh, three offers. One was for uh six hundred thousand, four hundred and twenty in the two in a two hundred thousand dollar house condo. And we spoke about this before, how you know I was able to lock in, lock up the six hundred thousand, the four hundred thousand, but the two hundred is just brutal. Like right. it's it is so tough right now for people who are looking in that price range to to successfully still win a win, win a bid, uh, win an offer. So, but, you know, each town is so different right now. I mean, I tell a lot of my clients, they're like, well, what do you think with the market? And I said, well, I don't see anything changing as far as, as price. I think price is going to continue to go up. Uh, I talked to Byron a couple weeks ago about Hamden's the only town that is probably not following the rest of the state. Hamden's in the inventory is going up. Um, because their taxes are their so taxes, high that tax rate. yeah so I always say, hey, you know if there's something that happens that's kind of outside the real estate world, which we don't know, we don't have any control over like property taxes go up or something like that, that could start to affect the prices. Um, because one of the houses it was a condo and it was it was, it was huge. Mm-hmm. It was enormous and it's been in the market for 100 and something days and they were asking for 450 for it or so and I mean it's this house is 450 all day long. But the taxes were fourteen thousand dollars.
0: Fourteen thousand dollars in a four hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, and and that was in Hamden.
3: That was in Hamden. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's where you kind of start to see the inventory
0: rise, rise there. Up. But
3: other than that, I mean, it's you know. So you think a like,
0: lot of the inventory like that we are seeing is just in towns that don't have that fast of a turnover rate, and in the more like sought after towns, so to speak, like on the Connecticut shoreline, maybe like yeah. Guilford, Madison, you know, Clinton areas like that. That homes are actually. Speaking to one of our agents yesterday, uh, Meredith Zipper. Shout out to Meredith; she just had a beautiful hey, new listing come on on Pine Archard Road in Brantford. She's got over eighty showings scheduled in three days.
3: Yeah, I was one of them. I was one of them, and I just said, "Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens." Over
0: right? eighty showings. Yeah, you know, and they like you know we, we, we read some of these big headlines. We talked about them over the past few weeks, and people are like, "Oh, the real estate market is in a recession; things are going down; everything's crazy." No, and again, we can back this up. So. Number of homes for sale: June seventy three hundred, July seventy one hundred, August sixty eight hundred. So, you know, new listings are down four thousand over the course of two months. Homes for sale are down another fifteen hundred. We're just not being able to compete with the amount of pent up buyers out there. Yeah. And Greg was mentioning before that he's backing those multiple offer situations, and we talked probably like three or four weeks ago. We were down to about two two point two offers per uh, home for sale. Now that number is back up to two point eight. It is back. You know, it's almost it's gone up a half a month yeah. in four weeks. Yeah. And it, to me, actually, one of the interesting parts was that July and August, a lot of my buyers were gone. So, like, I actually had a little bit of a slowdown because people were vacationing. I noticed um, that in
3: general, it seemed like August was a little bit. I had a lot of showings and stuff, a of activity, but I wasn't like putting as right. many offers. It didn't seem like there was much as a. Uh... That's an urgency with a lot of people. Well, a little window shopping. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah, bit, which is fine because agree. maybe they'll buy in six months, eight months, yeah. next year, whatever it's going to be, right? Um, but, you know, I, I'm okay with saying this uh, on air to the public. A lot of times when I'm showing buyers a house, they're like, well, what should we do for an offer? I say, I'll be honest with you, I really don't know. I mean, it's more of a, right now, like if I talk, I met a buyer last year, I would say to that buyer, well, we got to go way over asking price. Like, we don't have to, I guarantee there's like 10 offers now what I do is, if I see a house on uh, like a, on Saturday, Sunday, or even Friday, you know, I say, okay, well, we're going to have to at least go asking price. I look at the comps, mm-hmm. but I said we're going to go at least asking price because if you are selling your house over the weekend, are you going to take anything that's really low on like the first weekend? Right. No, no yeah. one does. So then we put in the offer, usually around full asking price, not over, and then it's kind of like we wait and see, and get a feel. Because sometimes I hear like, hey, there's, you know, multiple offers on a house. And then sometimes they're like, no, we don't have anything in hand. You're the only offer. And that catches me by surprise. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. But a lot has to do with the location, the situation. Maybe they're priced too high and that's okay. I'd rather have my buyers go, go after a house that's priced too high. Let's see if we can get it down right. as opposed to it's priced right and we're fighting for all these people. So same thing with sellers. I say to my sellers, hey, we can list at this price. And I, it's really tough to tell if it's going to go over or under in this market. I mean, unless you're, you know, like Meredith's Pine Orchard. Like that's a very sh- desirable that's neighborhood. That's a very, very, very desirable, like desirable neighborhood. real estate in Branford. But you. I've been telling my clients, if it's not sold by the weekend, if we put it on Thursday or Friday, and we don't have multiple offers or an offer by Monday, it's not going to sell at this price. Mm-hmm. It's not. Because yeah. the inventory is just so low, people are still desperate. Like right. 80, 80, sh- 80 And shelves. I've
0: actually had that conversation with some of my buyers. Like, we've seen a house on a Saturday, and they're like, should we write an offer? And I say, you know what? let's wait till like next Wednesday and see what happens because they're not this, you know, you can look at the showing time and you can see the availability on it. If there's a lot of open slots there, they're not getting a ton of traction. But I guess the bigger question that I pose to you two is, is why, right? You know, average days on market, we're at 18 and that's been on a downward trend. We got up to in um, March, we were at 21, April, 21 and June, 19. So we kind of stayed flat June and July. And then in August, again, we dipped. So we're seeing, our buyers take a little bit of a break, maybe, you know, take some vacations, get some, you know, time to recharge, but we're just not recouping the inventory. And so the days on market continues to go down, down, down. So right. how are you kind of working through some of those where it's like, wait on this possibly, but if it's a hot house, like the, we're just going to keep picking on this pine orchard one because 980 plus showings, right? How do you then decide what's the hot topic? And then what's the one where you might gamble and give it three or four days? Cause it might be slightly overpriced to your point. Well, for me, and then,
3: well, Greg, you can tell me what you do, but I, for me, I still put the offer in right away. Even I don't really wait. I say, hey, what do you guys, what are you willing to pay for this? If no, one will say there's no offers. Yeah. And I always kind of tell them, depending on how many days you can go below or whatever, but put it in, then we kind of see because time kills all deals on both sides, on the seller and the buyer's end. But I think the thing is, sometimes I'll go to a house and there's no offers because I think if buyers have to pay top of their budget, which most people have to right. because the price have gone so high, they want the house like very close to the way they want it. When you're buying cheap, you can kind of look away. Maybe I can do some updates. I can do that. But when you are buying at the top of your budget, you're expecting it to be very, very close to what you want. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. like this house that I put under contract, steep, steep, steep driveway. And I'm telling you, that probably is what is not making the house is worth it. I thought the price. Oh, absolutely. I've, had, I've had a listing like that. Right? And and people will just not they're like, Man, if I'm paying this much money for this house, I want a flat driveway.
0: I've had people drive by, see the driveway, and then not even do their showing and like text me (laughs) and been like, Sorry, saw the driveway, kept going. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Greg? What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean as far as,
1: as navigating that, like do you wait, do you move? I think I would agree with you. It's all speed is key. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you don't get it in, it's amazing how many times you wait and you're like, okay, they don't have any offers. We could think about it for 24 hours. You put it in and then the next day and oh, wait, we're, we're doing highest and best now. Right. Like all of a sudden you are competing. So speed is key, but I would do the same thing as you, Chaz. I'm looking at, you know, what kind of activity they have on showing time. How Mm -hmm. hard is it for me to book it? And I try to give them some, some information like that
0: and have you guys seen a lot of your buyers I've seen this with two of my buyers actually in particular where they were looking let's say 4 450 they've now kind of shifted to start looking down between 3 and 350 knowing that they can then put that work into it after the fact because cost of some materials has gone down supply has become a little bit easier to get things right so have you seen any of your buyers kind of shift to like looking at the top of their price range trying to get something turnkey and then maybe being willing to put a little bit more sweat equity into it Ooh. Yeah, I,
1: I would say for sure. A lot of times for me, it starts out, everybody wants turnkey, they don't want to do any work. And then after they lose a couple of multiple offer situations, to so like a, a cash that's way over or something like that, they're like, okay, maybe I could paint some walls. And then we yeah. start adjusting.
3: I tell, I tell people all the time, it's all about days on market. That's like, you see a house and it's been on for three days, we're, there's a good chance we're going over. If it's been more, I will take. think, if it gets through the weekend, I'm like, hey, we can start to come out under, we can do an appraisal contingency, we can throw – the buyers get so much power after that weekend goes by.
0: Right. Yeah, so median days on market is 18, like I said before, and then average days on market is 37. So to your point, you know, you, and this is what I tell my sellers is two weeks. If after two weeks we still don't like have at least one offer come through, whether it's a good offer or not, okay, we maybe need to make a little bit of a price improvement because the market is telling us that we're not going to get that price for it. So rather than having somebody lowball us, let's just get out in front of it and make the adjustment – and then see what that kind of spurs up. And think about
3: this for a second. There are 80 people seeing Meredith's property over the weekend, Uh, maybe Thursday and Friday as well. There's 79 people who will not get that house, who are looking in Brantford. So when you have the rates go up and inventory, I mean, there's still no slowing this down, right? There's, I mean, 79 people are not going to have a house that want to live. It doesn't have to be Pine Orchard, but in Brantford. You know, so it's like where are you gonna I mean, until the time comes where it's like all those seventy nine people are satisfied and everyone found a house, the prices are gonna continue to go up in, in these towns. Now, the middle of east had them, probably you're okay. Right? You're not you're not gonna get the seventy nine people. So that's why I said it depends a lot on the town. The let's look
0: at going. that. Let's look at uh let's look at Brantford, just the town of Brantford since we're kinda of picking on that one. So their median days on market is fourteen, so they're below like the mm-hmm. rest of the state of Connecticut. Their average days on market is 380 but the number of new listings for the month of august 285 down from 297 to 300 in june 297 in july 285 so they've continued to go down 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 and then months of supply they are sitting at 2.7 so they've been kind of flat there so again they're just not growing they're not getting back to any kind of healthy standpoint we talk about it all the time healthy market six months right that's neutral
3: i'm just really hoping that people are like you know now that the getting cooler and people are like, you know what, let's we enjoy the summer
0: at our house, let's put our house on the market. But then people are going to say, where am I going to go? Well, especially on the shoreline, because we all love the you know summer on the shoreline and then it's like September hits and the season starts to shift. So whether maybe it's a second home or then they're finally like, you know what, we got our last hoorah for the summer and we spent all the time at the beach, we could have took the boat out, whatever it is. Now let's get our home on the market and uh, see what we're going to do before we head into the holiday season. So my... Guess My opinion is that September and October are going to be like rapid fire. We are going to be flying all over the place. So Mm -hmm. buckle up, boys. It's going to be exciting and girls and girls. Well, I was talking to you two gentlemen here this morning, Uh, but yeah, the boys and girls at the one team, we will be ready because we are the number one team per the Connecticut MLS. So, When we come back, we're going to have the One Team Weekly Rewind and see where we were at this week and break that down for you when we come back on Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Chaz Cook of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate back to bring you this week's One Team Weekly Rewind with Mr. Ryan Casey and Greg McCarthy has decided to hang out with us for the rest of the show, so oh, appreciate God. that, Greg. Yeah. You're going to see how we get a breakdown of the Weekly Rewind and get a little bit of a taste for how that goes and where all of our agents were these past seven days because we did have ourselves another great week with five new listings one price improvement, 20 under contracts, and 19 closings. Our first new listing is 72 Lovers Lane in East Lime, Connecticut. Came on the market for $269,000. 2 beds, one bath, 960 square feet, great little cottage. Sits on just under three-quarters of an acre. That was brought to the market by Mary Pula, and it's got a welcoming 12-by-9 screened-in rear porch and a masonry fireplace in the living room with a spacious master. So if you're interested in living in the East Lime area over on Lover's Lane, which is off of Route 1, you can reach out to mary.pula at ravis.com. Next up, we've got another Mary Pula listing. This is 10 Thompson Court multifamily. Uh, just over 2,000 square feet. You've got a couple of units in here. This is actually an 1870s house. Uh, <clears throat> so great opportunity to get in there and make some rental income. And, again, if you were interested in looking at a multifamily in New London, you can reach out to mary.pula at ravis.com. Our next new listing is 26-27 Riverside Drive in Waterford, Connecticut, And this one hit the market for $1,350,000 and it is an Anne Carpenter listing. This is on the uh, Niantic River. It is a gorgeous home, riverfront property, four bedrooms, three and a half baths, just under 34 square feet, 3,400 square feet. You're about to say, wow. Yeah, can you imagine if it was only 34 square feet? Wow. I mean, but at least you're on the river. Yeah, yeah, I guess that counts, right? More views. Spend all your time outside. Yeah. Now this is an absolutely stunning property, and it actually has an adjacent property next to it, which gives you a little bit of extra acreage. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can reach out to Ann at oneendcompany.com. Our next new listing is that hot new listing we were talking about earlier in the show. 126 Pine Orchard Road brought to the market by Meredith Zipper for $475,000. It's a, it, I can't say anything like about it, except it's a picturesque ranch. You have an oversized garage, three beds, three baths, just under 2,500 square feet. About 0.6 of an acre. Again, she's got over 80 showings there. So if you're looking to live in the Brantford Pine Orchard area, make sure you connect with Meredith to get in there this weekend because this property will not last. And our final new listing of the week is 975 Meriden Road, number 111 in Waterbury, Connecticut. And that hit the market for $99,900. Two bedrooms, one and a half baths, just over a thousand square feet. And this was brought to the market by Abby Bro. This is a great little condo opportunity. HOA fees of only $185, so it could be a great first-time condo. It could be a great investment property. Make sure you reach out to Abby at oneandcompany.com if you are looking for a condo in the Waterbury area.
3: All right, now it's time to give
0: the people what they really came
3: for. And I'm not sure if time froze because it looks like, you know, Bobby was giving us his calendar during the segment. And also, maybe we still have seven minutes left, but I don't really think so. But let's go with the under contract. So this is where we represented a buyer or a seller, and we got an agreement on a great offer. And now they're officially under contract. These are the properties. And these are the locations. East Lime, Waterford, Niantic, Waterford, Waterford again. Corrington, Manchester, Fairfield, Guilford, that was on Bluff View. Watch your mouth. Waterbury, Middlefield, <laughs> Saybrook, West Haven, Hamden, Guilford, Guilford, Sprague, not Sprague, Wallingford, Winchester, and Groton. And then we closed uh, in these towns. Congratulations to our buyers and sellers. And these were the towns. Madison, Cheshire, West Haven, Branford, Guilford, Hebron. 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 Ebro. Shout out to Stonington, Roxbury, Cheshire, Stonington, Bridgeport, Cheshire, Stonington, Durham, Guilford, Waterford, New London, Rotten, New London. We are like Visa. We're everywhere.
0: I still say it should be the general. You wanna I, be we've been everywhere, man. We've been everywhere. Anyways, to close out the rewind, we have to hit up our open houses. We've got a couple going on today, this beautiful Saturday. First one is 94 Stonehouse Road, number 34 in Coventry. That one kicked off at 10 a.m. and is going till noon, so you still have a little bit of time to get over there and check that out. And then starting right when the show ends at 12 o'clock is 512 Kelsey Street in Middletown from 12 to 2 p.m. Again, that is 512 Kelsey Street in Middletown from 12 to 2 today. Tomorrow, if you don't have an opportunity to get to Coventry on short notice right now, you can head over to 94 Stonehouse Road, number 34 in Coventry tomorrow, Sunday, September 4th, from 10 to 12. And or you can head back to Middletown for 512 Kelsey Street in Middletown, which is also going on from 12 to 2 p.m. That is going to do it for this week's One Team Weekly Rewind. And as Ryan said, we want to thank all of our buyers, sellers, investors, and clients for putting their faith in the One Team. We do appreciate you. And, uh... We hope to be able to help you find, buy, or sell a home.
3: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, if you know you are listening, and like I said, I um, what I did was this week I took I got a beautiful home coming up in Branford. Should go on the water. Should go quick, but they're going to be they want to find a house first. Um, it's not contingent, but we took photos yesterday because um, it was a gorgeous day. Actually, I am sorry, two days ago it was a gorgeous day, and um, and we want to capture still. You know, we're in September. We still want to capture the green leaves. Which, by the way. I don't ever remember a time, you know, last week was August, and I see, like, leaves turning colors. It's because of the drought. Because yeah. of the drought, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, was, I couldn't believe, it. even, like, the middle of August, I was, like, on the highway, I'm like, what the heck is this? It's a, it's a yellow tree. So, that was kind of crazy. But, so, what I'm saying is, if you want to, you know, want us, the one team, reach out to us. Um, you can go on our on our website, com. And we'll, you know, even if you don't feel like selling or buying or start, you know, until the winter or spring where everything's kind of like muddy, so cold, we'll take your photos now. Um, We'll take the photos now so that way when the time is ready, everyone else's house can look like doo-doo and your house is looking like something in a magazine.
0: I don't know. There's something to be said about taking those pictures right when like the leaves start to change during like those first two weeks of October when the foliage is at its like. It's nice. It's nice. I'm a little nervous with the drought that everything's, all the leaves are going to be brown and it's going to look like doo-doo. Right. Or then you also have to take into account that you have to get your yard landscaped and ready. Yeah. You have to have those leaves off the grass so that yeah. people can see what it That's would look true. like. Yeah, That's
3: true. Well, I guess we should go to break, Chaz, because uh, I think the timer restarted a couple times. I'm not really sure.
0: No, this- actually, Ryan, we are actually all set. So we I do are. appreciate you keeping tabs just, on me because you know, I, know I, last wanted- week I did have a quick snafu there where I couldn't see the clock. And uh, we were about two minutes early and. Let let me tell you, 94 Niners out there, I did not hear the end of it for the rest of the show. So, Greg, you got any new listings coming up? What do you got going on?
1: I do, actually. uh, 94 Stonehouse, Unit 34 is mine. So, Ah, congratulations, sir. Thanks. Come see me today or tomorrow. Um, Beautiful property. Totally turnkey. If you're looking 55 and over. Uh, great little, great little village to be. Here. Oh,
0: so that is a fifty-five and over community there. It is at least one they, person HOAs? in the
1: household has to be fifty-five and up. Nobody can be under twenty-one. Okay, good to know.
0: And what are the HOAs over there?
1: Uh, about 415 a month, and that's going to cover all your normal landscaping, snow removal, property management. Um, n- nice thing about this is it is a, a single, fin- like it's a detached dwelling, but the exterior is also covered by the HOA.
0: Ah, very good. Very good. All right. So if you are interested in that, what was the address on that one, Gray? It's going to be 94 Stonehouse, Unit 34. And so there's an open house going on there today until 12, and then tomorrow again, 10 to 12. So, What are we going to look at here for the rest of the stats? We had a couple more things to break down. We didn't break down pending sales Mm. for the 94 Niners out there. I mean, we've we've painted kind of a a picture here that we're still continuing to see a decline in inventory and days on market, but we're still continuing to see median and average sale price. Well, median sale price was flat, but average sale price has continued to climb. Mm -hmm. So... Let's look at what we've got for pending sales here again, across the uh, t- entire Connecticut MLS. So 49,000 in June, 48,000 in July, and oh, 48,000, couple hundred difference there for the month of August. So yeah, still just no, no upticks here. You know what I checked the other, I think it was a couple days ago, I was checking uh, the monthly,
3: how many houses have come on in, in, in July. Um, and I went by counties and Middlesex County, the whole entire Middlesex County, there were only two, I think it was 202 new houses came on. Middlesex was low. New London was low. New Haven and Hartford were over 1,000, which was kind of interesting. You know, I know they, you know, it's two different markets, but when you only have 200 houses come on in July.
0: Yeah. Hartford I, no, had, it has been
3: August. It would have been August numbers because I checked Yeah.
0: 12,000, call it. Uh, no, it wouldn't be that. Middlesex County, yeah, yeah. month uh, Monthly on the.
3: I was going by what came out for the month, not the rolling twelve or rolling six or anything like that. Ah, uh,
0: let's just do it monthly, okay? yeah, two hundred for County. hundred and eleven. Two a- hundred and eleven. We're not, not going to get very far with that. Hartford County. The month of uh, Hartford will be more a thousand sixty-two. It's a bigger county, yeah, it's a right? Bigger county. More densely populated. Uh, let's look at New Haven County. We were breaking this down a couple weeks ago. By- Byron and I were just going through county by county so new haven county so just for the month of august 1001 for new haven and one more quick one let's look at new london county here before be we run too. to break I new, that's 200 something new 369 for the month of august so some interesting stats out there for you and when we come back for the final segment we're going to break down an article on new construction homes coming on the market for sale when we come back on real estate radio 949 news now and stimulating talk It's a little-known fact. In 1684... Chaz Cook of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate back to bring home this show on this beautiful Saturday afternoon with Mr. Ryan Casey and Greg McCarthy of the One Team at William Ravis Real Estate. And if you want to reach out to Greg or Ryan, I know we do this at the end of the show, but we're going to do it right now. Greg, how can they find you this weekend if somebody is looking for some real estate help?
1: Yeah, go ahead and uh, give me a call or shoot me a text, 860-944-9534, or find me on Instagram, Greg McCarthy underscore real estate.
0: Oh, underscore real estate, Greg McCarthy on Instagram. And Mr. Casey? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to tell you guys, go to my Instagram right
3: now. All right. If you're in the car, pull over. Look for Mister, like M-R. I want to do Doctor, but apparently they don't let you do that if you're not one. And then do Ryan Casey, R Y A N C A S C Y. You can see all my real estate followings, and I also like to do a couple uh, weather reports every now and then, as most of the team knows. So every if you want now to know, and then,
0: when those tropical depressions I'll start t- building out, you know they're a hundred miles off the coast, and Ryan's going to tell well, us that's if it's thing, make well that's the thing, not. I, I, I watch
3: the news sometimes, and I, these these weather people they're they're afraid to put it on the line. Not me. I will call a snowstorm storm A week and a half before it comes, and now maybe it won't come. But I'm, I'm going to let you know. Going to let a, us
0: know. Yeah, I'll be the first. You'll be the first to hear it. When he's not busy running around the state of Connecticut helping out his clients, Ryan is busy studying the weather maps, the GIS, the Euro, all the, all the graphs. So all the graphs, all the graphs. But we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about new construction. We talked on the show, I think it was probably two, three weeks ago, about how builders' confidence has been at an all-time low. I believe it was like the lowest in like 20, 25 years. And yet, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, this year, builders are on pace to complete more than a million new homes in this country. And we've seen that the supply of newly built homes is rising. So in May, 84 um June 9.3, and in July 10.3, so we have an upward tick on new construction, but yet... Buyer confidence is at the lowest it's ever been. So, Ryan, what are you seeing out there in terms of new construction?
3: Well, so we built our house. Uh, so what happened? I found a piece of land. I showed uh, showed someone a piece of land in North Brantford, and then the guy, after walking the land for about 30 minutes, told me he was working with an agent. So I don't know why I was there. So then I'm going back home. I found this great spot, and my wife and I decided to build a house. We put it under contract. We came to an agreement on August 2020. There's a reason why I'm telling all this days, not just to sound like... A, like Ernest Hemingway and then we <laughs> little bu- Casey's corner. Well, Casey's corner. Then the house was finished the following year in June, next year in June. Um, and we got lucky because when you build a house, you're agreeing upon the price right then and there. So in August we had a number with the builder. This is what we're going to pay for. And then all of a sudden the price of lumber went crazy. It went bananas and we didn't have to pay more for it. So we got it at the right time. So there's a lot going on here because you know, you're dealing with first builders, the price of material, the price of land, finding land. So there is so much that goes into building. And so I'm looking at these numbers right now. So this is saying that the inventory has increased. Increased. Of see, I don't. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that so much in Connecticut. I'd be surprised because I had so the builder I used. They were they were great builders. They uh, they're very well known around here and i always try to feed them deals and you know they were very accommodating but there was i think there was a point during the year when he was like you know what I, we we're i forget how he put it he's like we're all booked up for the year almost like a, almost like you're trying to get a hotel and he's like no we're we're full we're uh, we can't take any more huh. um, and i think that was because of when there's no inventory and we don't and people are losing on offers and they have to pay a lot for these houses we're like well we might as well just build And that way we get exactly what we want and we can wait, you know. But you're looking at nine, 12 months, a year to be built. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know. I I mean, I'm not seeing a huge plethora of new construction around here. I
0: mean, if, you know, little pockets here and there, I see a couple little neighborhoods have four or five houses going up, but no development. They're
3: usually, I mean, so what, so how it works is when you're building, you have the opportunity to buy a piece of land, then you can hire any builder you want. Right. That was my case. The builder owned. Own the piece. And they don't start building unless maybe it's like their last house, like a spec house. But they won't start building until – They have a contract. So you have a contract and then start building. Right. So I'm not showing people new construction homes because usually they're already came to an agreement before they even started digging. Right. So, I mean, this – I don't know. Unless we're thinking of places like Texas or you know somewhere like well, there where there's more an land. an
0: interesting stat about that, right? So, yes, we are starting to see the supply of new homes go up. But I would be willing to bet that a big reason that the buyer or builder's confidence is so far down is that 83% of builders have reduced their prices over the last three months.
3: Yeah. So, okay. So, let's kind of – yeah. So, I kind of – I can see how that starts because when you're buying new construction, you're always going to pay for more. Right. And then when you're buying material, they have to – the houses go up in price as well. But, you know, it's then you know, then the prices come down, but you still spent the amount of money. But like I said, this is usually in Connecticut, these houses are gone, they're under contract already.
0: Well, I think what we're gonna see if if this trend continues where they're trying to build more homes, but the cost of materials is going up. We're already at this point where new construction homes aren't affordable for your average consumer, your first time home buyer, right? Absolutely. But the builders don't have any choice except to charge this because they're the ones taking all the risk. They're the ones paying for all the materials, and their costs keep going up. So yes, the thing is, are times, we going to come to this like butting heads in the middle here, or how do we find some balance within that?
3: So when I, we built our house, we got a good price. The house next to us, basically, close to the same house, you know, the materials went up, so that house cost maybe about forty thousand, thirty thousand dollars more. Now the price of wood has actually come down. Metal doesn't change. Usually when metal goes up it stays up. Wood can can fluctuate. So the price of wood has come down, but these houses were built when the wood was high. So now you're kind of looking at the comps, but and keep in mind too a lot of times when you build you have to put down 10% usually of non-refundable deposit. Right. So this it's puts a lot game, of like yeah. a lot of people don't always can go this route. You know, as far as when it comes to building, you really have to be committed, have the money saved up. You know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more to it. So I
0: don't know. Like I said, so did you guys use a construction loan when you bought your house or did you just finance it and then pay the upfront? So you didn't do draws off of that? No,
3: no, we just, uh, we gave them the the 10%. They started building and we use a conventional loan and that was it
0: interesting, interesting. It. yeah yeah and you know and it's 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 just crazy to see how much things have changed in the last even you know 24 months 18 months i had i helped some people with uh, a new construction home in colchester and i think they closed call it around 450 last year like almost a year to the date i get a call from a random agent she's like hey we're looking at one of the lots in the neighborhood and we see what you guys paid for it last year call it you know 10 months 12 months, whatever." Right now, they're asking $100,000 more year hey, over year. Wow. She's like, Did you guys like go with like low end stuff? Like, what did you do? And I'm like, No, there was a lot of add ons. They finished the basement, bonus room, you know, the whole deal. And she's like, Okay, I'm just trying to figure out like, where did that $100,000 come from? And it's the price of materials, to your point, like wood goes up, or it's the lack of supply. It doesn't, prices don't even have to change if they can't get it. Yeah, and it's also,
3: where, where are they going to build? Like, you know, we talked about Brantford, Pine Orchard. There's no land there to build. No. So there's something not, like where you're building, you're building like, you know, in the middle of Middlesex in the middle of nowhere, but those are not really hot, hot towns. People like Guilford, I mean, But, you know, where view. we're talking about those developments up there you can build. But that's about, takes about, what, 20 20 minutes from the center of town. town. People don't really want that all the time. So these places that we're kind of like seeing all like Brantford, Guilford, the shoreline, up and down, Milford, there's really no place to build. There's no land. So you got to start. So what do you do? You got to start creating like like an Austin, Texas kind of situation where you have a town that's starting to to grow, you know, and then you can start building around there.
0: And that's how you get people. Well, one of the big challenges with that is so the reason so many people love the Connecticut shoreline is because it's not, I mean, we get busy in the summer, don't get me wrong, but typically it's not overpopulated and you're not cramming houses in there. And the majority of people don't want to live on a 10th of an acre lot, right? right? They're looking for at least a quarter of an acre. Most people generally probably want closer to like half an acre, three quarters of an acre. But if you do live in one of those like beachy communities, you know, quarter acre is, is trust me, that's what my lot is. and got a backyard but it's not you know it's nothing right. huge right and yeah. so yeah you, you, to your point going a little farther outside the beaten path you're in north brantford you guys yeah. have what two acres we
3: have two acres two acres you know, so have a beautiful good of, land right yeah so, we got good so space.
0: that becomes the challenge and even bluff View that you had just mentioned those are all at least in acre lots but you're 20 minutes from the center of Guilford, right and then mm-hmm. you're factoring in okay do i want to live that much farther from work, or do I want to have to deal with that if I need to go to the grocery store, right? Right,
3: yeah. Yeah, you got to be prepared.
0: You know? So There's a lot of variables going on in the building market, a lot of things not working uh, in favor for the builders and for the people who are looking for new construction outside of pricing, right? It's location, it's cost. I mean, it's, it's all of it. So I am going to be curious to see. We're definitely going to keep an eye on this, and we'll keep bringing uh, the information and the facts and data back to you, 94 Niners, of where, where are we going to get to, where they're finally like, we're just going to stop building because we can't keep reducing our costs. I mean, 83%. That's a big number That's of a- builders that have had to bring their costs down and when inflation has continued to go up in the last three months. Right. right? Yeah. So, you know,
3: so, But I don't, like I said, I'm not seeing it here. Maybe maybe there could be realtors listening right now like, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, but I, I can't imagine where. I cannot imagine where in Connecticut unless it's like. <laughs> The middle of nowhere that people
0: No, I know, like, up actually up near Greg's area, Glastonbury, they've got a lot of new developments coming in up there, right? And like East Hampton, you can go a little bit further north,
1: like Ellington area and stuff like that. Uh, I think there's a few in Southington, Plainville. They've got a a, you
0: know, yeah, Southington's another big one, so nothing, nothing too huge, but just some some out there. So, this is uh. From the U.S. Census Bureau, this actually gives us a little bit uh, better numbers here. New houses sold in July of 2022. Again, this is across the entire United States, 511,000. New houses for sale, 464,000. Median sales price, $439,400. Mm. How many of your first-time homebuyers are in that wheelhouse? Greg? Zero. Uh,
3: yeah, maybe one.
0: Yeah, right, no,
3: none. Yeah. None. Yeah. And so I guess if you want to look at this number uh, as a whole, right? I mean, this is, so, you know, 83%, we just don't have to think about Connecticut. We can think about the whole country. That, that number is a little alarming um, because now here you go, right? If, if this is what, you know, really the housing market backbone is based on, is new development, is new houses. And
0: Well, and, you know, we hear we hear every, everyone who comes on the show talks about it. We've been under building for a decade right now. Right. So it's just. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They say we're under building yet. And here's 80. I don't know.
3: I, I, right. so, I don't you know. know. This, you I don't know. Even we're going
0: to do, we're going to get a builder on the show here. We're going to hear it from the horse's mouth because we're talking what we can see based off of the, the data here. But we want to talk to somebody who's actually got some skin in the game. So we're going to work lie. on getting get a, a build builder one. or two out here in the next couple of weeks for you 94 Niners. And we're going to get a little bit deeper into this because it is a big challenge that we're facing and there are questions that we need to have answered. So. All right, that's going to get ready to do it for us on this week's Real Estate Radio. Greg, one more time, where can people reach you? Yeah, go ahead and uh, find me
1: on Instagram, Greg McCarthy Underscore real estate.
0: Underscore real Estate, Mr. Ryan Casey, what's the motherland's number? They can find me at the bar, but it's 401-316-8346. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to me, it's 860-575-4962. Have an awesome Labor Day weekend, everybody, and we'll see you back here next week with another episode of Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talks
1: of a small plane that police say was stolen